0: If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join the Facebook group, Wellness Wellness Podcast Tribe. So today, I am chatting with two of my friends from Austin, Texas, Dr. Jonathan Mendoza and Baldo Garza, who run MSW Lounge in Austin. And if you follow me on social media, I'm sure you've heard about them before. MSW Lounge is an amazing wellness center located in Texas, top of the line, and they are not just your regular medical care clinic. They offer a wide variety of holistic treatments and testing and they're probably best known for their vitamin injections and IVs and I first met them when I was at Paleo FX. I got a vitamin shot from them, and we just kind of stay connected, and then they helped at the Wellness Realness Retreat, so all of the ladies who went to the retreat got to meet John and Baldo, and they gave us vitamin drips. It was amazing, and they kind of have all their own blends. Really incredible. If you guys haven't ever tried getting a nutrient drip before or like a vitamin injection, I mean they're they're strong, they're powerful, and they are very effective and I love them. It's just so much more effective than taking pills um just getting it right into your bloodstream and you feel amazing afterwards and it's not something that everyone has access to or can do regularly, but if you do have access to it, I recommend giving it a shot and I love how at msW lounge they really can customize everything to exactly. What you need specifically, they run a ton of testing and actually they helped me, they ran a bunch of blood work for me and have been helping me kind of look into some things with my own health and that's why I kind of talked about recently how I got back blood work that was saying that my monounsaturated fats were too low from where I wanted them and I, I need to increase those and that was just one of a few things that they helped me figure out with my blood work. So I love baldo and john they're so much fun to talk to and they're so smart they will explain a bit more about their backgrounds in the interview itself but i just really love what they're doing i think that msw lounge is really ahead of its time and it's just really an all-encompassing health center They're also a whole yoga center in their clinic um which is pretty amazing i'm a huge huge fan and You should also check out their podcast. They talk to a bunch of different people in the health and wellness space. And if you like this podcast, then you'll probably like that that one as well. And if you're in Texas, I definitely recommend you head over to MSW Lounge and get to know the guys. And if you are looking for practitioners, I know sometimes it can be hard to find people In your city, but if you're in Austin, check out MSW Lounge. And in this interview, we kind of cover a bunch of different topics. We talk a lot about fasting, which is really interesting, and we'll come up in a few other interviews soon as well. And we also talk about hormone, hormonal balancing, and also kind of dipping into the differences with female and male hormones, but speaking of balancing your hormones, this is one of the main reasons why I am so passionate about my personal care products that I use, and you know, I'm never going to stop talking about this, this is a main switch, like if you're going to take the time and energy and effort to switch the food you're eating, what you're putting into your body, you should really also be paying just as much attention to what you're putting on your body, so all these personal care products you're using when it comes to skincare and makeup and hair care and body wash and shampoo and also what you're cleaning your house with with all of those things. And so I just really love to support companies that put out incredible non-toxic products that make it really a seamless transition to transition into living a non-toxic lifestyle overall. And one of those brands that I truly love is Primarily Pure. And I know you've heard me talk about them before. I seriously adore them and I'm so happy to have them as a sponsor of this podcast. Primarily Pure is a company I've been using for a few years now. When I first sort of got into the wellness space, I heard a lot of different people talking about them, people whose other recommendations I loved. So I think I first heard about them through podcasts, actually. People like Liz Wolf and Diane Sanfilippo and Noel Tarr and Stephanie Ruper and Meg Dahl were talking about them on their podcast, and at the same time, I was seeing them on social media and seeing bloggers I like talk about them and... I just decided to try some of the products and at the same time, my... Actually, when I first found out, found out about them, I was working for Jordan Younger from The Balance Blonde and she was really into their products as well. So, I just started trying them and I quickly fell in love and I talked about this a few episodes ago how I really fell in love with them because I was on the search for... I was on the the hunt, not just the search, a hunt for... A non-toxic deodorant that really worked because I think that's one that all of us have issues with because when it comes to deodorant you want it you really want it to work and that was kind of the first product that I found for them that I just fell in love with I fell in love with their sensitive lavender deodorant and since then they've changed some of their formulas and now they have the blue tansy and the charcoal deodorants which are my absolute favorites actually wearing my blue tansy today yay. Um, They are incredible non-toxic deodorants. And then from there, I went and tried some more products and just they have never disappointed me. The brand is incredible. And I love the company because it's not just about the products, but their values very much align with my own and probably yours too, if you're listening to this. I just love that all their products are made with real ingredients coming from nature. They're all about using ingredients that are wholesome But also, that are going to be really strong and actually work and are pure, hence, primarily pure. Um, All of their products are made with certified organic ingredients, which is incredibly important to me. And they source their products from family owned farms whenever they can. So, a lot of their products have ingredients like tallow, for instance. And then they also use things like essential oils, which we all know I'm obsessed with. So I really, really appreciate the care that they put into their ingredients and their products and creating them. And they have so many incredible products. So not just the deodorant, but they also have a wide range of skincare and haircare and body care. They have some really great sea soaks. if you like baths, they have baby line, they have men's products, They have an incredible nature spray, which is like an all natural bug spray, which is great. The everything spray, which is great for any sensitive area. You can use it as a toner. You can use it after you go to the gym. You can use it after you shave on an area to help prevent any ingrown hairs. But one of my absolute favorite products is their dry shampoo. And they have two different versions. They have a light locks version and a dark locks version. So if you have lighter hair, go with the light locks. If you have darker hair, go with the dark locks. And I have tried so many dry shampoos and a lot of them just don't work (laughs) um but theirs definitely works I really love it I actually as I'm recording this I'm on a trip and this is of course the one I brought with me it's great at absorbing moisture but also helps to add some volume into your hair which I definitely need and helps with texture but it's also doesn't make your hair feel like filled with product you know sometimes when you use dry shampoo it just feels like Clunky and like just powder, it it actually absorbs in and gives you a really nice natural texture and volume. So it does not make you your hair feel dirtier than before, which has happened to me so many times. With dry shampoos, I'm like my hair just feels extra dirty now. It does not feel like that at all. I love the way it makes my hair look, and I actually will use it even if my hair is not dirty. So even if my hair is clean, which I only wash my hair like once or twice a week, but even if it's clean, I'll sometimes put this in in to give it a little boost of volume and texture, like I said, but, you know, in general, I think dry shampoo is a staple because I think a lot of people are washing their hair way too often. For years, I thought I could never be someone who didn't wash my hair every day. I used to wash my hair once or twice a day because it would be so greasy, but you kind of just have to train your hair. And maybe just try moving to once every other day and then maybe you can move to once every three days and then maybe you can extend it out even more and I just kind of now I don't really have a hair washing schedule just wash it when it's just so dirty beyond belief I have to <laughs> I have to wash it, which doesn't end up being too often actually and it actually saves me so much time because I don't have to wash my hair, brush it, style it I can if I curl my hair it'll last me like, Four or five days a lot of times so it's a huge time saver so i really recommend you get on the dry shampoo train if you haven't already i love 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 the primarily pure one too because it smells incredible like i mentioned they use essential oils in their products and the light locks one that i use has grapefruit essential oils which is a really great natural cleanser it has lavender which is really soothing and peppermint, which can actually help to stimulate hair growth. So those essential oils aren't just so that it smells incredible. It's also so that it's actually like caring for your hair. That's the beauty of natural ingredients. They can actually have health benefits rather than just mask whatever's going on with your, your skin or hair or whatever. So I love it. It's just a powder. I just shake it into my scalp and then I usually will let it sit for a few minutes I don't know if you really need to, but I just do. I I shake it into my scalp, I let it sit, and then I just kind of work it into my hair, kind of rub it in. And you can brush it out if you want. I don't because I just don't like to brush my hair. Um, And just keep, you just keep kind of rubbing into your scalp until it disappears. And because there's like a light locks and a dark locks formula, it disappears pretty easily. So I really, really recommend you give that a shot. If you want to try their dry shampoo or any other products from the Primarily Pure brand, then just use my discount code wellness10 for 10% off. So that's W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S 10 and that will get you 10% off. You can go to bit.ly slash Primally Pure CRW and shop around, see what's going on. There are so many incredible products to pick from, and I think you deserve to treat yourself a little bit, you know? So again, that discount code is wellness10, 10% off of anything on the website, and if you try it out, you should should let me know. I love to hear how things go for you. And maybe you'll discover something I haven't discovered yet on their site. Although I think I've tried most of their products and I seriously love everything. So it's pure goals over there. (laughs) All right. So now that we've covered everything that's going on over here, let's go ahead and hop into this conversation with my good friends, the guys from MSW Lounge. Well, why don't you guys like go ahead and introduce yourselves to people so they kind of know who you are, what you do.
1: Yeah. you, want, you want, Okay. I'll go first. All right. So, uh, so my name is Jonathan Mendoza and I am a South Austin Knight. Very proud one. I love Austin, Texas. My favorite, favorite place to live. And I'm very, very active. I'm a very active person. allows me to be an active person, go running, working out, enjoy the beautiful outdoors. And with that kind of mentality, I also like, you know, I try to take care of myself. And so as an athlete, my whole life, I've always been fascinated by the human body and the ability to to, to heal itself. You know, I, I think that's just been, you know, my brain of science is just fascinated by anatomy. And so when I was younger, I always knew I wanted to be in medicine of some sort, you know, like the healthcare field. But at the time, I only knew like, you know, sports medicine. And I figured it was just orthopedic surgeons, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I want to do something other than just cutting people open so I started looking at things like chiropractic and chiropractic was really up more my alley because it's a more of a natural approach to, to healing the body and I was fascinated by the nervous system and then I started learning more about nutrition and the stuff I learned in chiropractic school basically propelled me to go into nursing school and become a nurse practitioner and so while I was in chiropractic school I was also a nurse practitioner school Uh, at the same time, and I was able to manage to be able to do both, graduate, and now I'm able to practice as a nurse practitioner and a chiropractor, and what I've done is combine my approach, my own approach towards health and wellness with medicine, and what my dream clinic, my dream medical clinic has always been, has been to provide, you know, just a vitamin-like bar, like a a vitamin uh, lounge, if you will, to where it's like, like a utopia of just the best health and wellness products and services that you can imagine, but from the medical side. And so that's what uh, me and Baldo, my best friend here, have started and created here in, in Austin. And uh, Austin is, you know, the epicenter of, of health and wellness. I absolutely would put it against any other city in America as far as, you know the fittest people who live here. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the truth. We, we don't know just yogis. We know like yogi instructors, right? Like, because like everyone teaches yoga here, which is awesome. But things like yoga has been incorporated into the medical practice. We are very proud to say we have a yoga clinic, yoga room in our back of my medical clinic. And that's the kind of approach we've done here. So we're very unique in our thinking. And I'm going to kind of just pass it along to Baldo because that's where he comes into play when when we started this, you know, a couple years ago, Baldo was instrumental because he was in sales, and I got Baldo, uh, my my longtime best friend, to to come involved in all this, and 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 he he had his own journey in the health, and that's really cool. Like Tex Mex Yogi over here has a whole <laughs> different story, man. He's the most interesting guy right now. Uh, so so Baldo, you can kind of kind of start with that.
2: Uh, I guess yeah. I mean, I, I, what are we talking? Health journey or no, you, well, what am I? What's my role here? Yeah, well, not we, we don't have to work, what about
1: you? What what happened? What are you doing here? So, um,
2: I guess John came. Uh, I've I come to Austin so much. I'm from Houston originally, and I was raised in Eagle Pass. Shout out to the to the border towns. Yeah, right, Eagle Pass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, what was I was gonna say, and so but uh, and so I've always come to Austin for one reason or the other. I was always a tennis player, and so I always had tournaments here, and, and so. I met John in college and we were fraternity brothers and we just had something for music and for, you know, competition and health. And I've always been an athlete. I started doing marathons and then, you know, triathlons and Ironman training and all that. And I was traveling all over the place because of a sales job that I had that, uh, uh, that allowed me to do that. And my habits were always just make a lot of money and then take off until I ran out of money and then, keep making more money come back whenever I run out and so there was always fun for that but there was no purpose right there's no other than like I'm just gonna do this because I have nothing better to do but I got some money um and and so then John approached me about him wanting to leave his previous I guess his previous uh, profession which was working with uh um, as a nurse practitioner right but for for pain uh for for a pain clinic. And so he got fed up with, you know, having to deal with that side of the health world and wanted to do things differently and but had never ran a business before. And, and we were at ACL having, you know, just, so I forgot who we saw that, that, that ACL, but it, we had a great time. And uh, I mean, it was music festival and um, he just threw out the idea that I should come out and like help him like build this business from scratch and I just I said yes and then I've, I've come here and we're trying to change healthcare now and, and and for me it's been great because I've gotten to learn a lot about um, just about the body and anatomy and science and vitamins and, uh, and and all the fun things because of him and he's always taken care of me as far as like making sure I mean I'm doing the right things to to stay in optimal shape for whatever sport or competition I'm doing so I. Trusted that he knew that I was going to be buying into a, a program or like a company, our company now, right? Mm-hmm. To uh, that that's going to help people and not just like try to just make money like what I was used to before. So that's kind of a short run there. I did I did also lose sixty pounds, really, really? and understanding vitamins and all that.
1: Yes, yeah, just- no, that's not just it. He, <laughs> he, he's being modest. His his thing is he's lost sixty pounds. He became a vegan and he now does yoga every day for the past two years. Okay. Every wait. single day. And wait, as we wait, and wait. As we speak, Christina, right now as we speak, he's doing a six day water fast. Okay.
0: We need to we need to back up for a second. I want to hear more about this this journey. Wait, so are you a vegan now?
2: I'm like 90% vegan. That's what I always say, just because I still want to eat some eggs because they're good for you. Um, and you know, I'll have a, I, you know, I preloaded for this fast with like a steak and egg. It's just because I knew that I was going to get me the best, like long lasting fat that I needed to be able to sustain this. I'm on my third day now. How are you feeling? I feel great. <laughs> I feel awesome. Actually, I have a lot of energy. I've been so productive. I've just been focused. <laughs> like it's, it's neat. Like I thought I was gonna, if and I've been posting on my Instagram on tex Max Yogi. Uh, I thought I was going to be like tired or having like stomach pains or something, and it's been completely the opposite. I've been drinking tons of water, and I just have great energy. Like it's crazy. It's awesome.
0: Is this your first time doing an extended fast? Yes. Okay. So, what inspired this?
2: So, I had a knee a knee injury, and I'm just like I'm not going to go get surgery, and you know, I guess I can't really. Go get stem cell. I just don't want to do anything weird, uh, where I'm, you know, as, like if this isn't weird I know.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is normal? <laughs> I just live off water for a whole week. That's fine.
2: Um, and so I, don't know, I just did some research, listened to some podcasts, and you know, I found out, or at least from the theories, right, that you um, you can reset your gut biome, but you can also um, regenerate stem cells when you're doing this. And and some of my chronic injuries has been like my knee and the inside of my thigh, probably because of my knee as well. Um, And I just, you know, I keep visualizing because I think that's very powerful and important as well too. that. Like, obviously as my body needs nutrients, that it would go and attack like the damaged tissue first and, you know, and then with the stem cells regenerated. And so there's a lot, there's some science and some, and some research that shows that. Um, I just, I, you know, but it still, it doesn't work every single time. I'm guessing. I don't know. I have no idea. So we're just trying it out.
0: <laughs> this is so interesting. So are you doing anything else? Like, are you doing, or just the water faster? What else are you doing?
2: Topo Chico, which is a mineral water. It's a little bit of uh it just has a little bit of sodium. And that's it. Oh yeah. And we make great drinks with them too. So and, nice. and
1: he's doing yoga. but those are the drinks that we're
2: going to have at your retreat. And we're going to have some which is going to be an all-time with some Topo Chico. It's going to be good.
0: Oh, I can't wait for those. I love the Topo Chico. It's so, I don't know what's in that, but it tastes like crack.
1: Magic. There's magic.
2: Well, it's funny because we make it, we use it for our drinks, and then people will buy our tubs for the drink mix, but they'll use it with different mineral water and they're just like it this sucks like it doesn't taste the same it's like yeah it doesn't yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah and the first time i had it was when i was at pillow fx and i just thought like how, is there flavoring in here like i don't yeah, i don't I understand
1: <laughs> is that a constant thing it's magic i know it's way it's way better than all those like food dye like mineral water drinks or like the the mountain water or whatever yeah. like it, it's it tastes good. It gives the carbonation. It's not too much. It, it It's it's weird. Like, everyone's grown up. Like, Baldur grew up drinking that. Well, yeah, I lived in a border town. So yeah. it was just
2: like, go get a top one again. Oh, my it's gosh. That's not, the not normal thing. Yeah. If okay. anything, it was just like, why does all these other ones?
1: <laughs> why why does everyone else drink toba? <laughs> well, I
0: just don't understand why that one tastes so good. Like, do, do they do something <laughs> differently? I, I don't understand.
2: I don't know.
1: It's a little mystery. I guess that's why. That's why. Have I you ever been
2: a, to Monterrey, Mexico? It's, it's no. beautiful out right there, and there's uh, it's just—it's probably just because it's, it's.
1: good energy. There's something, in, there. the mount, something in the mountain. Something the mountain water out, yeah, there. out there. There's something out there. I know, seriously. Something from limestone or whatever. Okay. I mean, that's that's, yeah, that's the thing. Here in Austin, we have we have a limestone aquifer that runs through the heart of the city. So. One of the cool things about the the Austin environment, what most people don't understand, they think about it as a party city, right? But the outdoors matches a lot of stuff what you can do in like California or you know Utah and all that. In a sense, where you can go hiking, you can go almost uh, just not big mountains, but there are a bunch of enough. There's enough hills and a green belt with uh like the runoff and with the runoff from Colorado River uh, that goes through there, and so you have natural ways to go through uh a, a natural spring water aquifer that goes through there and so we'll, and when we hike up there and we go through those there's places you can literally drink the water straight off the rocks because it's so filtered and it's the most purest water and you bottle that and that's like we've grown up drinking is we that's our local like bottled water that we've always had wow. so but like like the topo and all that too it's weird because like going back to his water <laughs> fast if you if you tell someone you're going to do a water fast think about how many people would actually be able to like sustain this right now. Right. Like you're on day three. Right. Yeah. So like how many people would actually be able to do day two, day one. Mm-hmm. Right. And then just say like, this is stupid. I'm going to eat something. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's pretty cool to see him and he's not even, he really isn't is tired. Like he's been like very, very active all day and not.
0: Of course. Meet- did you feel like you had to get over a hump at all? Like I know, like, I mean, the longest fast I've done was like three days and I felt like the first maybe like eight hours I got hungry and then after that, I just wasn't phased at all. Did you experience that at all? Like at the beginning, feeling hungry at all and then it kind of evened out?
2: See, I haven't had a long period of hunger. Like I've had it and it just goes away pretty quickly. So I haven't had to deal with that, but I have found myself like grabbing like nuts and almost putting them in my mouth, I'm just like got a habit. Like, that's what I keep telling John is like, I feel like a lot of it is just like habit eating. Like,
0: yeah. Just things that I was like,
2: I would, because there's a couple of times that I've done it where I didn't feel any hunger. I was just doing it. And I was like, oh shit, like, I don't understand why I'm doing this. Like, I'm fasting. And the other day I was walking down the street too, or yesterday after a yoga class, and I just had this necessity to just go in there and buy some chips. I do that all the time, right? Because I just go in there, grab a water or a drink, and And I just had the need to do that. But it definitely wasn't from a hunger standpoint. It was just more from a habit.
0: Yeah, I think that's why fasting is so interesting for people because it makes them realize how much we eat when we're not hungry. And I think it kind of teaches people more about their emotional relationship with food because I think a lot of people are just eating out of boredom or for no reason. Um, So I think it can be really helpful for people to really tap – more into their hunger signals in that aspect.
2: No, you're right about that. I mean, I've that's exactly what I've noticed. It's just like, damn, like I've been I eat all this and I probably didn't need to, right? Like it's just. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there's. It's not like you're not gonna have fun and snack away every once in a while and you know go get food or whatever. Like that's that's still my lifestyle. Yeah. But I'm just noticing so much of it because I guess I'm not eating.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's funny because he. Like, if you go to a, a traditional restaurant nowadays, you'll have a plate that's brought to you in a traditional American restaurant, right? That's brought to you, and there's a main course, and there's a couple of sides, right? Like, usually you get two sides, right? Mm-hmm. And you can pick them. And it might be a big old, like, heap of mashed potatoes, and then it does, like, fried okra, right? Like, that could be a typical meal, right? And that's enough to probably feed, like, three people, right? But most people will eat it in one sitting, no less, right? And so you kind of push that down to the idea of saying, well, I'm not going to eat that much. I'll, you know, shrink the amount I eat and then your portion goes smaller, but then what you're eating in that small portion also makes a difference. I've seen, I've seen people do all kinds of intermittent fasting and I'm a, I'm a big proponent of it. I think that for the right person, it can definitely help them on many different levels when it comes to their health. I've seen it in laboratory work, for example, but, I mean, something as as extreme as a water fast, not for everyone, but I see where Baldo's coming from, where he wants the regenerative aspect of it. And I think think that's really cool. If if your body has the capability to promote growth factors where it can essentially uh, produce new collagen, new forms of healing, new forms of uh, ligament strength, new forms that he's opening Topo Chico as we speak. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, But if if you could do that with just simply doing a fast – like that's incredible! Like, I mean, why? You know, everyone would want to do that.
0: Yeah, I'm curious what you think about like different types of fasts and lengths of fasts. Like people, people, I think have this question: like, do I need? Should I do a seven day fast? Like once a year? Should I do like a monthly three day fast? Should I do an everyday intermittent fast? Like, what do you think about the differences in different like lengths of time?
1: Well. I'll tell you this from a, a, a medical perspective, the human body has an amazing ability to be pushed to the limit. And we know that, like we, we see it all the time in, in many different aspects, whether it's, you know, lifting weights or, you know, eating 90 hot dogs or 73 hot dogs on July 4th for the hot dog eating contest. I mean, that's ridiculous, but the body can do something like that. So when you have uh, the amazing ability to withstand, you know, a lot of stress on the body to for example, you look at things like uh, religion and cultures where you, you look at fasting for 40 days is, is the norm for certain cultures. Right. And certain religions. There's a, I think there was a story, an article. There was two brothers in the NFL. I, I think they were Muslim um, and they had to take training camp the same time that they had to start their fasting. And I think it was like almost for a 40 day period. And they allowed themselves to do Gatorade because uh they went they were very conservative and i think they did just the water fast kind of like what Baldur's doing and for some cultures like you know i grew up catholic uh you didn't eat on fridays it wasn't you know you ate fish on fridays and for good friday you did not eat on friday you fasted if you were you know maybe a certain division of catholicism so you know it, it's It's not that the body can't handle a 40-day fast. I mean, an NFL player managed to get through it, and they they were fine. They did it, like, I think they are in the league for three or four years, so they had to do it repeatedly. Now, I'm not saying everyone can do it. I mean, that's just one example. But if someone wanted to start small, you could go as small as as doing, like, well, you just cut out lunch, Mm -hmm. right? Like, for the stereotypical, you know, three squares a day, you know, you... You eat a big breakfast, and then, you know, if you want to be good about it, you could probably eat a small dinner. And 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 you would fast from, you know, depending on when you get up in the morning to eat, you would fast for, you know, at least an easy six to seven hours, maybe even longer, eight hours. And if you, if you can kind of get that started, you could work your way up to, you know, maybe a full 24-hour fast. Maybe, you know, if you wanted to go 48 hours, then kind of go from there.
0: It's interesting that you suggest taking lunch out. I've never heard someone say that usually people say it either to cut dinner or breakfast
1: well like it's so it's so incredible how technology and health and science and just pop culture are just coming into play like topo Chico, for example i mean he's getting it for the electrolytes you know the pop culture aspect of it is that a lot of people think it's a cool drink to to have right you know at the bar mm-hmm. but you know there's there's a lot of cool things that people are realizing and, and it, that's just one aspect of it. There's, if you look at just what you're putting into your body, you want to make sure that you're doing it in a safe manner, right? Intermittent fasting is not for everyone. Keep in mind, it, it is, it's not something for the faint of heart. If, if you even remove carbs from your diet, you know, a la the Atkins diet, you know, you see dramatic, you know, changes there, you know, where people, you know, drop in their energy levels and all that too. But yeah, I mean, If you go back to primal, even ideas about food and culture and what you're eating, um, everyone always said that old phrase was like, you know, eat like a king for breakfast and like a peasant for dinner. And when you have people who are on the go, especially in today's society, it's the exact opposite because we're such a rush in the morning because we don't get a good night's rest so we get up first thing in the morning we skip breakfast because we get a coffee and either Yeah, yeah something sugar we get a bagel a taco a donut i mean donuts are still popular right i mean that's that's still a thing yeah so like he'll probably eat a donut when he gets done with this right so i mean you skip breakfast or you eat that and then for lunch you get whatever is available and then for dinner it's it's like, I think if you, I was reading a report nowadays, all the, the millennials are simply spending all their extra income on just going out to eat because everyone has a cool patio to go out and drink a, a couple of drinks and eat a big plate, you know? And so, mm-hmm. so that's, I mean, just look at just that setup, right? So when you have the idea that, you can just skip one of those. It's not going to harm the body if you miss out on 500 calories in a day, you know, or if you skip out on a 1000 calories in a day, if you take care of yourself, the body can source itself from energy many different other ways.
0: Yeah, I guess what I'm saying, though, is I think people will usually suggest like, cutting out breakfast or dinner, like, so that you're getting maybe like, an 18 hour fast, let's say, rather than like, Having you know maybe you maybe you have breakfast and dinner and then you're having like an eight to ten hour fast in between those two and then another like twelve hour fast in between the between dinner and breakfast again does that make sense?
1: Right. So here here's how I look at it. So if if you're going to talk about fasting, the way that I look at it from the medical aspect is the, to deal with the hormone aspect of fasting. All right. Mm. So one of the cool things, the reason why I really love intermittent fasting, I do it myself a lot of times it's because it helps me with insulin regulation. Okay. And so for a person like myself, who is just genetically predisposed to like diet, type two diabetes, then um, I have to really watch my, my sugar intake and I pick and choose. I still do a lot of sugar intake, but I just kind of know how my body's going to react. But intermittent fasting allows my insulin not to bounce up and down. And, and if you look at fasting as treating, hormone balancing, hormone replacement therapy, whatever you want to call it, then essentially that's why I fast. And so if I cut out, you know, lunch, then the reason why is because my cortisol, in addition to my insulin, is not being like going, it's not going up or down, right? So there's no hunger. Like with Baldo's going right now and and doing with the, the water fast, his, the reason why he's not starving right now is because he's regulating his blood sugar because he's more insulin sensitive. Like he can do that. That's how he's prepared himself for this, right? Because once again, he didn't do a bunch of carbs. He, he wasn't living off of that. But see, the whole thing about doing intermittent fasting is in the middle of the day, when you're skipping the meal, what you're doing is you're, you're, allowing, you're allowing your insulin, your cortisol most likely to be uh, in a median kind of pathway rather than a high pathway or a low pathway. So think about this go back to that breakfast idea. Like, and this is kind of the way I tell clients. If you wake up in the morning, you're in the rush for a breakfast and you go get a coffee and let's say you get a taco, you're in Austin, right? So you get a Topo Chico, maybe, or coffee and a taco, right? And you go and you go to work, right? That entire time you basically put sugar in your body and you were stressed out because you were probably running behind because traffic sucks here in Austin. So you were late, right? So you're worried about getting late and your cortisol was sky high, which that's the stress hormone, right? So when your cortisol goes sky high, the other weird thing in the body is that your insulin goes high too with it, all right? So when that goes on, your blood sugar, what does it do? It drops, okay? But what happened is, is that your blood sugar is already low anyway because they call it break fast for a reason, right? You've been fasting all night because you've been asleep. You wake up in the morning, your blood sugar should be naturally low. But when you wake up in the morning, your cortisol should be a little bit higher than expected throughout the rest of the day, right? Like you shouldn't have, your cortisol should be at highest in the morning, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So but think about it. If your cortisol is already high in the morning and that means your insulin's high and your blood sugar's low, you just basically put a bunch of stimulants and sugar in your body that is like basically like barely putting in like half a gallon of gas in a completely empty tank in the car, right? Like you, you topped it off just a little bit to run on fumes. And so come around like 10 or 11 in the morning, you're going and you're going and you're getting tired. Like, God dang, I need another, you know, cup of coffee or whatever to, to, to stay or whatever. Or I need to eat something. Right. But you don't have time to do anything. So what do you do? You go and eat like a meal that's probably like a sandwich or, you know, a side at a restaurant with, you know, chips or whatever, a bread. Right. So you're putting more sugar in your body. When you do that, your cortisol is going even higher again because your insulin spiked. Right. Because now you put a bunch of sugar in your body. Well, at that point, your cortisol and insulin is a lot higher, right? And this path goes on and on throughout the day because you're continuously stressed, you're continuously trying to eat on the run. And so that is when it comes to like intermittent fasting, it essentially helps me eliminate that from going on in my body. So like instead of my cortisol and insulin spiking around lunchtime, it's regulated because I'm not hungry. My body's blood sugar is not dropping, it's staying stable, right? Like in the median. And when it does that. That regulates my hormones better, so I'm not hungry. So, guess what? Like, I can continue with my day. I have the energy to continue. Um, I eat, like, maybe a little bit of something for dinner. I'm not that hungry. And then, guess what? My cortisol and my insulin and my blood sugar is not sky high going into bed because I wasn't snacking all night.
0: So, what times do you usually eat?
1: So, if I'm doing a fast like that, I'll probably eat very early on, ideal, maybe as early as like six or seven. And then I might not eat again until like maybe like five or six if I can stand it.
2: Do you do so that every like day?
1: There's, there's times I'll go a whole week by doing that. Like every day.
2: I usually have a protein shake in the morning and my, and my B vitamins and sometimes breakfast. I think twice a week. Yeah. Um, and then I'll have like an avocado for lunch. And
1: then I'll have like a nicer dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if i if I eat anything in the middle of the day, it's only fat. Like it's only going to be an avocado or it's going to be like almonds or maybe like a low, or, or maybe, or maybe like a low glycemic, low carb, like soup or something. Right. Like that's the, that's the thing. If you eat super clean, you're not going to get a lot of calories. Right. I mean, the, the or you're going to get a lot of carbs. Mm-hmm. So the idea is saying, what's my energy going to run off of? It's going to run off of fat, right? So that's the thing. I'm a huge proponent of intermittent fasting because it, it follows like a, a paleo uh, keto diet, which essentially from a medical standpoint has been proven repeatedly to be like one of the healthiest diets for you.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. Who who should not be fasting though? Because what if someone's trying this and they're hungry all day?
2: So you're going to be hungry. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's it, for sure. You're, with, <laughs> when your body's changing. So my thing is, I think I mentioned that I preloaded I, I tons of fat think, the two or three days before because everything, all the research that I was doing kept talking about the struggle between the first three days and the biggest thing is that you're going into full ketosis, like you're burning only fat, not like mostly fat and some sugar. It's like it's all fat, and so dealing with that change, your body will freak you out. Like you're going to get hungry, you're going to get Headaches. I I've, I've been expecting a headache, and I've had it a couple times where like it, I feel like it's coming, and then it just doesn't. Um, but like I said, I did eat a, a couple donuts during that lunch party on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were chocolate. Like come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They, they were chocolate. He, he was with,
2: with chocolate chip, like toppings. I know he and chocolate syrup. Like, I know. On. I
1: saw. I saw. Yeah. He, he was he was he was loading up. He was loading up. That's what he was doing.
0: Okay, but, but like who? Who, sh- who would you recommend this to and who would you not recommend this to? Because I feel so, like there is a population who probably shouldn't be
1: doing this. Okay, so a person who would want to try intermittent fasting, they can try – the easiest route for them would be like the lunch route. Like, you know, where you basically eat a big breakfast and you eat like a semi-decent dinner, okay? And then maybe you do like a little snack or two throughout the day if you need it not the extreme of the 10 or 12 hours I'm talking about, but you'd probably have the person average person who's really on maybe uh, like you know you could do a 30 to 40 year old type of person or even a 50 year old person a person who's not having like I mean honestly at this point you could probably say anyone who is at least stable enough to breathe on their own to be able to eat on their own and they're coherent, I think they could probably try an intermittent fasting to some extreme. And and when I say that, I say with, with caution and supervision, right? Like it you don't want a typical 80-year-old eighty, per, 80 year old person on eight medications doing this, right? Unless it's supervised, right? But if it's like a 40-year-old person who's on no medications and, you know, they're a dad of three and they're just trying to get back into shape, you know, they if they're 40, 50 pounds overweight and they skip lunch two days out of a week i think they're going to be just fine okay yeah. i mean let's yeah. let's be honest with me with each other right so that person when is can- leave, out
2: the, leave out the dinner or, or yeah the breakfast i mean the thing about i'm doing this six day. i would have never done this if i had never done any type of fasting i've done intermittent fasting in different respects the most i did was one day on one day off kind of deal and i and i I like that it was fine. It was just very inconvenient for my lifestyle yeah. of just being out with people. It's just, um, but, and, and in this case, it's easier because it's like I'm doing this for this week and then I can just go back to my lifestyle and go out with friends and just like be able to do whatever I need to do. Um, and so I think that there's, there's different levels of it. I mean, there's people uh, that we've talked to that say, well, I kind of do an intermittent fasting and I just give myself a window. Like I only eat between these hours and it's like a six hour. Uh, like a six hour window and then you fast for 18 and that, that that's perfect for them, uh-huh. you know? And so I think
1: that it's different for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, and there is different extreme levels. Like, so for example, I've read a lot of docs, uh, you know, many people even spoke at payload this year, you know, uh, that talked about, you know, three day fast, six day fast, 48 hour fast, you know, some people do uh, like at least a 24 hour fast once a month you know, they, I mean, it's, it's, it's so incredible, right? Like fasting is, is there for a reason Mm -hmm. and and it's there for a beneficial reason. And just like anything else, right? Like you have to use it to what works for that individual. So for example, fasting includes diet, right? Like you wouldn't, You wouldn't have anyone, just anyone do the fasting, but then at the same time, it wouldn't just be like any type of fasting diet, right? Like, what are you going to have them do, eat Cheetos the entire time? Like, you're not going to have them fast, eat Cheetos. Like, it doesn't work that way, right? Baldo is the exception because he's able to do what he's doing right now. But yeah, for most people who are doing like, you know, intermittent fasting attempts, that you could skip like a dinner, no one else is going to probably fault you for not eating dinner after, you know, the last meal was at 11 a.m. for you or something, you know, like yeah. if you, I mean, yeah. that's, that's another, and then, and then from there, you could extend the, it. So,
2: yeah. I'm doing the extended one because of the, generative aspects of it. you don't get into any of those until like you know three or four days, just from everything that I've been reading and research. I'm, I may be completely incorrect about that, but that's my goal from this. Like, I'm sure I'll lose some weight and I'm sure there's a lot of, body things that are, are going to come in that are probably good too. But my big thing is regenerative. And then for that is more of like, you should talk to a practitioner or, you know, do a lot of research before you're trying to do like an extended fast, because it can be dangerous. And then, yeah. you know, and then you can talk about how much water should I be drinking? I've been drinking a lot of water. There's a lot into that, but I, I, I did spend about a month, month and a half of kind of on a daily basis, looking at some more information before I said, okay, August 1st or no, um, uh, Last week of July, I'm doing this, so um, and so. That's that's how how that would work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. but I
2: think honestly, like just from the way that you look at anatomy and how all that works, and and, and I mean, it, it, there's I don't see how anybody wouldn't benefit from some version of it at some point.
0: I think that there are so many benefits, but I worry because I feel like the population that. I speak to most like most of the people who are listening to this are women sure. in their twenties who have hormonal issues, and I see well. huge issues there with people trying to fast because it usually just worsens it, and that's why I'm like, you need to wait until you're healthy before you try this.
2: Hey, if you want some 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 good uh, information real quick, uh, John's very good with female, <laughs> female hormones. He's like it's, he's pretty much an expert. At it. Nah,
1: I mean <laughs> what I what I've noticed is I'm glad you brought this up actually because here's the thing about it. You really, if I was even going to almost bring this up a while ago with it. So if you look at the diets that are out there right now, just like everything since the sixties or seventies, there's people who trend, right? There's, pe- there's diets that trend. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's always remained tried and true is, you know, what's a, what's a diet that is popular amongst, you know, the pop culture right now in America I've always told my clients when they ask me about what diet they want to try and what they've you know heard is working for other people. I just said, just eat real food, right? Like I, I just, I, I think it's incredible how much we, we value someone telling us what to eat, which is incredible. I mean, we really, I mean, that's why I think like all those prepackaged meals are still popular, right? I mean, they teach you how to count uh, numbers instead of calories, which is just incredible. But, you know, for for the diet aspect of it, it can be it can be different for everyone, and I think for most people, when they try to examine how they eat, if they eat like they're eating for themselves and what's going on with their body, they'll make better decisions, and when it comes to hormones in women, I don't know about the fasting aspect too, I mean, if, if it's not right for them, it doesn't make them feel good, by all means, I'd say, well, don't do it, I mean, the, eat what's right for you. And for that woman who maybe has like thyroid issues, for example, you know, they might be eating something that has a lot of iodine in it, right? Because they might be lacking in it. And so they'd be eating a, a plate full of like, you know, maybe like a uh, seaweed or, you know, something like uh, like a sea vegetable or something like that. Right. Or ionized, uh, uh, iodized uh, salt, right. Himalayan salt would be another choice for them. And so if they eat, that, and maybe, you know, they make sure that they do stuff that's not going to be uh, stressful on their gut, uh, and maybe do some liver detox, uh, you know, with like broccoli and cruciferous, uh, vegetables, you'd probably have a much better chance of your thyroid medication working, or maybe even like your, uh, your hormone replacement therapy working, whatever it could be. So I think that intermittent fasting, if it, if it's not right for them, there's no there's no push for a woman to try to do it. And the more and more I hear about, I do hear a lot of people say like the ketosis diet is not exactly the best for women, for women. And that's fine. There's probably a reason why. And if you, if you think about it, your fat cells make estrogen. Okay. So like if, if fat cells get inflamed, they make a very inflammatory estrogen. Okay. So what you have to look at hormone issues as, as basically a balance effect, right? So if one hormone's affected, it affects all the hormones, right? So if, if, if there's a lot of estrogen coming from an inflamed fat cell, if it's inflammatory estrogen, what does it do for a woman who's like 26 who's producing estradiol all the time, right? Estradiol is the, is the, is the, is the, the estrogen you want as a 26-year-old. Esterone, which is the inflammatory estrogen that comes from fat cells, that's produced in menopause. You don't want that kind, but we get it from fat cells when we eat processed ingredients, Right when we basically it's stored in the fat cells and guess what fat cells produce estrogen and too much estrogen at an early age, you know, throws off your issue, uh, your, your, your women's cycles and throws off, you know, how they feel. And if they go into premenopause, I think that's an issue. Um, that estrogen is linked to, you know, inflammatory cancers, you know, and, and I think when you look at a hormone issue, when it especially comes to diet, you, you definitely have to eat tailored to whatever's going on with your hormones, but you'll be so surprised how incredibly interesting it is when it comes to hormone therapy that when someone is trying to do an approach to hormones, if they try and just the diet alone, they have to look at this. If, if, if you're taking thyroid medication or you're taking estrogen medication, it doesn't matter. The liver processes all the hormones through it right, and the liver's part of our digestive tract, our immune detoxing system. If that person's not eating a ton of raw vegetables along with their diet and their intermittent fasting diet, like let's say they're just paleo and they're just eating like, you know, bacon and meat all the time. And they're not uh, plant-based heavy, but more specific, they're not eating garlic and broccoli and onions for that liver, you know, then, then it's not going to make their thyroid medication work as well. And when they go back to the doctor's office and they're like, well, I'm trying everything you're doing. I'm trying to eat right. I'm trying to exercise more. I'm taking the medication. They're going to be like, oh, let's just increase the dosage of your thyroid medication. Right. And it was okay. I hope that works. Right. And I'll just go back to eating, you know, my regular diet. Well, like, no, did anyone tell you put more iodine in your food? or maybe do a liver detox with more broccoli because that'll help your thyroid medication work.
0: I want to take a brief pause to let you guys know a bit more about another one of my favorite companies, Four Sigmatic. If you follow me, you know that I am obsessed with Four Sigmatic and their mushroom elixirs. If you haven't heard of this company before, Four Sigmatic is amazing because they make a whole line of mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. They're basically on a mission to make drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do. Because we know now that there's a whole kingdom of mushrooms out there with a ton of incredible health benefits, can help you with immunity, energy, longevity, and everything in between. And these have been used for centuries. And we want to start taking advantage of these and modern lifestyle, but a lot of people don't really know how to incorporate these into their diets to get the health benefits. Forestomatic makes it super easy because they have this whole range of mushroom blends that are so easy to consume. Basically, with all of their almost all of the products, all you do is take a cup of warm water and then pour in the mushroom elixir or blend or whatever you're having from them and mix it in just mix it with water that's it you can also mix it with nut milk some coconut milk or some almond milk can be really good and just stir it in it's delicious you just drink it up it's a great warm drink especially this time of year as it's getting chilly outside it's like my favorite fall cozy warm delicious drink it's kind of replaced hasn't replaced but I mean kind of I don't drink as much I don't drink as much tea anymore I drink more of these <laughs> to be honest and I carry their packets with me everywhere because they're just so easy they, they have a ton of single serve packets that I always keep in my bag And anytime I'm out, I can just get some hot water and then mix it in and I'm I'm good to go because they taste delicious, but they're also really, really helpful for a number of reasons. So I want to talk to you about some of my favorite products from the company. And I'll talk about kind of what I brought with me as I record this. I'm I'm on a trip. And I brought their mushroom sampler box, which has a bit of everything in it, because I didn't know what I would want. So it has a cordyceps, a reishi, a chaga, a lion's mane, and some of their mushroom coffees. So the cordyceps is best known to help with energy and performance, so really great for athletes. It can be a nice beverage before you go to work out to help give you a natural energy spike without any crash, unlike some other things that are known to help improve your energy. The reishi is one of my all-time favorites, so I drink this pretty much every night. It helps a lot with stress and sleep. So if you have a hard time winding down in the evening, get some reishi. It's incredibly delicious and I like to drink it. few hours before bed. And then we have the chaga, which is incredible for immunity. A lot of antioxidant properties. I like to have that in the morning. That can be a great one just to help support overall immunity, especially at this time of year when people are getting sick a lot more often. I've had a few people ask me about great ways to improve their immunity and just support that during this time of year. And I definitely recommend adding some chaga into your daily routine. And then we have lion's mane which is known to support your brain and nervous system. It's really great to support cognition can help support memory and concentration. So if you're studying, if you're trying to focus, if you've got a hard project at work, some lion's mane can really help you out. And then of course, the mushroom coffees, which are great because if you're going to have coffee, it's really great to have the added mushrooms in there. So one blend has the cordyceps and chaga and the other has the lion's mane and chaga. So it can give you a balanced sense of stimulation. So rather than just a coffee spike This energy caffeine spike. It helps give you the energy, but kind of like slows it down a little bit. So you're not you're not going crazy with a caffeine spike and drop. So more more balanced stimulation, which is easier on the adrenals. And those are all in the mushroom sampler pack, which is what I brought with me. And I just kind of have been having one of those every day, whichever one I feel like, because I love them all and I can't get enough. And then I also brought a whole separate, whole separate container of the Reishi, because I just like have to have it every single night. I seriously love those. So if you are interested in trying out any of the Four Sigmatic products, then use my discount code CRW for 15% off. You can just go to foursigmatic.com CRW. That's foursigmati dot CRW. And my discount code CRW will get you 15% off of all purchases on that website. Trust me, you will not regret it. They taste delicious. They're just a really, like, warm, yummy, soothing drink. I don't even know. They don't taste... Actually, the Chaga kind of tastes like coffee, but not totally. But they have that kind of earthy feel to them. But I like how for Sigmatic adds in a few other great ingredients to help it not just taste like the straight mushroom. So... They taste delicious. And you can also add them into smoothies if you want. I have a really good smoothie, cacao smoothie recipe on my blog that uses their superfood blend. So check that one out too. So I hope that you enjoy those. If you give them a shot, let me know. I know a lot of you have already become converts. You can, a lot of people are telling me they're making reishi lattes, which I'm very into. So check that out. People are talking about it in the Facebook group. So again, you can use that discount code CRW that will get you fifteen percent off and enjoy your mushroom elixirs. So let's get back to chatting with the guys. We're going to talk a little bit more about the liver.
2: Yeah, and so and so for us, like the liver is. Uh, I see. So think about uh, one of the things that we always talk about because we have a brand, right? So we have our, our company MSW that has a lounge and there's a nutrition behind that, and then there's slenderella. And slenderella itself is is is. Is liver. It's all just, it's liver first. Right. So, um, and the hashtags love your liver. Right. So it's cool because it's, it's all about like, if the liver, you know, can regenerate itself, if you were to cut it in half, right. That It's the only organ that can do that. Oh, it's pretty much the only thing that can do that in our body. And so evolution wouldn't have it any other way. Right. Like if it wasn't that important, like for our health, or for just continuing to survive and replenish and, in, uh, um, copy our genes and, and, and all that. So um, for us, like the liver is, is the most important part. And it just happens to be that it also helps with all your hormones. I mean, basically what it is, is it 80% of your hormones are created there? Well, the,
1: the thing is the hormone production factory is involved in all the organs together. And so it's part of the endocrine system. And that's part of the, the, the way that our bodies function and they run. And so when you talk about things like metabolism all the time, hormones are involved. And, and what's interesting about the hormones in, in general is, like, think about how many times we talk about just one hormone when it comes to hormone therapy, right? But as, you know, me just talking right now about that fat cell and the estrogen, it can affect all kinds of things, right? It can affect other hormones. So, like, for example… Let's say it's a guy who's doing intermittent fasting, right? Let's let's talk about a guy, right? Like I'm a guy. I love the idea that I'm going to put another of my client on intermittent fasting. What is it going to do for him? Well, the cool thing about the intermittent fasting is if they do like a, a very high protein diet or uh, or even like a high fat diet, and they do ha- heavy plant though at the same time. If they do a hardcore liver detox, if they have you know a big beer gut and they have you know the man boobs, then. Think about all that estrogen they're just producing from those areas, right? And what is it doing in their testosterone, right? So their testosterone is super low, right? So what do you do? You basically say, all right, cool. Well, you know, we're going to increase your testosterone by basically, you know, giving you a lot of broccoli, giving you a lot of garlic, giving you a lot of spinach, a lot of things that are liver detoxers that contain a lot of sulfur in them because we know it's going to help your liver out, get rid of all the inflammatory stuff, get rid of that bad estrogen, maybe boost your uh, testosterone a little bit more. But for women, it does the same thing. It dumps out some of that bad estrogen and increases the good estrogen. And so if that's the case, maybe their metabolism changes a little bit, right? Maybe it's not just the thyroid all the time that's causing them to be sluggish and be tired. I mean, we haven't even gotten talking to adrenals. <laughs> and, you know, that's a whole other issue there. You know, people talk about metabolism and eating right all the time. The one thing I like about fat is the idea is that fat around it usually tastes really good with a lot of of vegetables and a lot of fruits like it's it's it's, here in texas i mean you probably had topo chico and you probably had a place that some really good uh, guacamole right
0: Yeah. yeah yeah
1: so like that the avocado is like the healthiest food you could eat like this side of turmeric and garlic right like there's no other healthier food in the world and so when you put in like nutrients from foods essentially you're that's all you really eat food for is nutrients, right? So when you get a lot of B vitamins from avocados and from the vegetables and the, and the fruits it comes with, those B vitamins go into your adrenal glands, right? They go into your thyroid gland and they help you produce those hormones, right? So when that person's tired and they're kind of crashing in the afternoon, they don't think they can make it to the gym at five or six in the afternoon. That energy that they pull from spinach and that energy they pull from mangoes and avocado uh, you know, almonds, all that energy is going to keep them like boosting their energy throughout the day so they can help, you know, finish that day strong so they can go do their workout. And so intermittent fasting plays into that as a woman. And like, think about it, you don't have to necessarily intermittent fast for 24 hours, but if you intermittent fast for like four hours as a woman and you just do like high fat diet with that intermittent fasting, now, what you're doing is you lower your caloric intake by like at least a thousand, maybe 1500 calories a day. Your protein may or may not be high. And then your fat intake may be super high, which is go as high as you need to go with a fat t- uh, diet like that. And what do you have is essentially like a vegan. So, intermittent fasting is essentially veganism at its finest. I just don't understand why, you know, it doesn't work for all women. Like, because I'm thinking like, Well, it just depends on how you intermittent fast, right? Like, how are you doing it? Are you eating a bunch of, like, ribeye steak and barbecued chicken and, and, you know, like, sweet potatoes with it or something when you're fasting, you know, with your meals? Or instead, are you doing cauliflower or plantain chips and doing, like, two or three avocados and almonds and salmon and, like, broccoli, right? Like, that's a big difference.
0: I think because it's introducing another stressor on the female body when if the female body is already stressed out like we're more sensitive to stressors and i mean if you look at they've done research showing that like fasting whereas it improves a man's insulin sensitivity actually makes a woman more insulin resistant like they've done studies showing that um i just think that because we're just so hormonally different and affects us differently
1: yeah and so I, I completely agree with your stressors. Let me tell you this all, right off the bat. I don't consider myself an expert on female hormones. The reason why is because I'm not a female. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what, what you have to go through is just downright amazing. Okay. Not only are you given the ability to produce human life and human forms, but even if you choose not to do that, you still go through the process of preparing your body to do that. Right. And when you have that, you have so many different variations of your hormones going up and down and left and right, you know, throughout your entire lifespan. I, I think insulin plays a small role in it. And I think that's what's really cool about us understanding more about things like insulin is that you're talking about insulin now because we're seeing how important insulin really is when it comes to metabolism, right? Because we're now, when we keep talking about intermittent fasting, we talk about insulin, right? Mm -hmm. And so- Insulin regulation is the biggest key when it comes to lifestyle. I believe. I mean, regardless of what you're doing, because if you're regulating insulin, you're regulating cortisol. Um, For women, like I said, there's weird things that happen. The thyroid's one of them. You you never know what to do with thyroid issues. I, I I still don't think I have one answer for everyone when it comes to thyroid. I, I, it's because it's tricky. Yeah. So intermittent intermittent fasting for a woman. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell every woman that she needs intermittent fast. There's, there's no way that I'll tell a woman to do a diet like mine, because you're right. The hormones and the insulin, for example, come goes completely different for them. But keep in mind, there's also a genetic issue too. So like, for example, going back to my insulin and my genetics, my intermittent fasting agrees with me because I've tested my blood work and it works. But for a woman, you'll be surprised for a lot of them. It helps them too. And when they tell me that they are doing the fasting. They, you know, I measured their blood work and it seems to work okay with them. And I think what people kind of neglect to look at is what are you doing while you're putting what you're putting your body for that fast. And so if they're putting in any kind of, I mean, it doesn't have to be just food. What if it's the household products that they're using, right? Like it's pesticides and they're not using ant, you know, they're using antiperspirant instead of deodorant, you know? Uh, I mean, there's, there's so many things when it comes to the hormone regulation with intermittent fasting, there might be something that we find in research that intermittent fasting for women, the reason why is because that fat cell produces some other hormone that causes them to, you know, be sluggish. And this is the reason why, because that might be the case. Um, I, like I said, I can't recommend fasting for every woman. I don't have the exact answer. I think it comes to genetics, inflammation and nutrition on anyone's type of disease and, and and condition. and, And that's, that's, I mean, fasting is, is cool, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's not for everyone. Women though. I think there are some that it, they, it can benefit. Yeah.
2: yeah. For, for women. I think that from my research on my extended fast, um, it, you, you go past like the hormone hormonal part of, of the fasting, um, I guess benefits or non-benefits of it, because then you get into like, everything else of the regenerative part, which is the part that I, that I like. And so I would just say like, yeah, do some more research on extended fasting if that's something else, but I don't think that you need to. I mean, it's just more of like I found it and I wanted to try it, but but research I did see men and women results all all over the place. Um, And, and although I have seen research on like keto, not being for women or, 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 um, I mean, fasting not being good for women, I didn't really see that for extended fat, uh, for for extended fasts
1: um, as much. Well, like, Christina, what have you seen, like, when you see women doing fasting and all that? Like, what what's the typical feedback you get from women?
0: Well, here's the thing is, okay, I think that an extended fast for a woman, like, a once-in-a-while extended fast is so different than, like, people I see a lot of hormonally challenged younger women who don't even have that who don't have much body fat in general trying to do this like as an intermittent fast every day and that's just creating a stressor in their body every day and over time it's like they start to lose hair they're tired they're hungry they start to develop a disordered relationship with food and that's much different than like you know, eating normally every day, and then like maybe once a month you do like a 24 a hour or even a two or three day fast. I think that's so different because it's like, it's more of really like more to me of an inner minute fast. It's like within your whole lifespan, you're taking a few days where you're not eating, and that's different than like every day I'm pushing in right. a small eating window. Um, yeah. I think that for women of reproductive age, like our bodies are just so much more sensitive to like if you're sending the signal to your body every day, like. I'm going to starve you a little bit. That's going to stress it out and really mess up our sex hormones in my opinion. Whereas I think that women are better off doing like, like, you know, maybe once a month you do like a 24 hour fast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And see, and and see, that would make sense to me. You, you probably will tell that to a woman and they'll do it and they'll probably tell you what, like they feel better. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's simple, right. It's not overdoing it. There's, there's far too many times I see people take it to extreme. And, you know, I, I love biohackers. I love everyone to death. I guess I'm kind of one. I don't know. I just, like I said, I like to take care of myself. That's really how I looked at it. That was part of my story, right? Like I wanted to take care of myself because my back end is I have a bad back. You know, I think I have arthritis as a genetic issue and diabetes and cancer and heart issues in, in my, my blood. So I got to make sure I take care of myself so I can last a while. And so, you know, the, the intermittent fasting, what, like I said before, the cool thing about it was the research behind it. Mm -hmm. And, and from, from science articles and all that, I, I, you, the cool thing is with internet now, you get to read the same articles that I get to read. Right. And so there's nothing that replaces actual feedback from people though, right? Like from all the research articles you'll have, if someone comes back and says, Hey, I feel better off of doing it and it's within reason and it's safe. Awesome. Keep doing it.
0: Yeah, I think that it just goes back to like this trend. I think we see in the health space in general people find something that shows health benefits and then they think more is better, it applies to everybody. Like, we just go to an extreme all the time. Um, and I think this is just another example of it because it has like fasting has so many incredible benefits, and for so many people, it's changed their lives. But then, other people who are different because we're all individuals, right? We're all so different, like think, oh, this worked for somebody else, so I'm gonna try it. And then it's not working for them. So then they keep pushing it. Um because they like don't want to admit that maybe it doesn't work for them.
1: Yeah. You know what what's interesting about this, we've every time we come into a conversation about, you know, diet and health and wellness, um, it there's usually a back end to it where there's more to the story, right? When you talk about intermittent fasting, it, you border along the lines of people basically being anorexic. Right. And now yeah. you're talking about eating disorders and all that. And you find it, I'm sure you see it all the time. Not only do you see it amongst, you know, the people who are, you know, healthy and trying to look thin all that as well, you know, but they, uh, the, the bodybuilding world, right. Even the, the, the people who are, you know, lifting weights all the time, any athlete is going to have some sort of body image to a certain extent. Right. And so it all comes back to diet and, I just want to tell people when you're when you're following uh, whether it's fasting or whether it's even just eating, eat something that's going to be good for you. And if it's fasting where you're doing less than 500 calories a day, and you know you're just eating just you know nothing but vegetables and no fat and all that, it's it that's not healthy either, right? Like, but if somebody says, hey, I eat like six little meals a day. I mean, there's probably ten people that'll have research articles that say, "Yeah, this is why it doesn't do that." Blah blah blah. I'm like, that's fine, but that person feels good. They get a good night's rest. You know, they feel better mentally. They're 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 thinking clearly.
0: Mm-hmm. Then I'm like,
1: all right, cool. You know that 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 works with me. You know.
0: Yeah, I'm. I I kind of want to talk about nutrition for a second. I'm curious. Like, so do you tend to lean more towards like a lower protein diet? Because it seems like you're really into like a high fat, more closer to veganism style nutrition.
1: So that's completely biased on my extent. Um, okay. The reason is is when I was doing diets, I I, I learned about paleo a long time ago because like I said, it, it made sense to me with the insulin regulation again. Then I kind of turned into keto because the paleo aspect was I was eating a lot of, of animal protein. Over and over and over again. Animal protein, animal protein, right? Because that's what you see the, the, everyone who's lifting doing, right? Like, honestly, The Rock, dude, that guy eats like, I don't know how much, maybe <laughs> even 75 grams of protein out of each meal or something. I don't know. I mean, think about it. Christina. How much protein are you supposed to eat in a day? Would it be heard?
0: I mean, that's a big question. It depends who you're asking. I would say like one gram per kilogram body weight.
1: Okay. So there's probably people that would say like, two grams, right? Okay. Like they will be like, all right, but it depends on what their, their gains are going to be or what they're looking for and all that. I, I think, uh, I think everyone's different with that too, because when I was doing it, it was weird. Like I wasn't processing it. Right. And uh, I woke up one day and I had the worst pain I had ever had in my life. in my big right toe. Wow. And wow. I could not walk. I could not stand it was throbbing it was like i remember it was early in the morning because i needed to go to work and you know my then girlfriend now wife at the time was like what's going on and i was like i don't know but this is like a 10 out of 10 pain like this is bad i don't know what's going on i didn't smash it i, I don't know what's going on come to find out was gout
0: wow i mean i was
1: i was like maybe 30 31 years old i had gout and i was eating a lot of protein and I was not drinking enough water. I was getting dehydrated when I was working out. And I think that's what led, uh, led to the gout because the, the way the animal protein was going into my body was converting to what's called uric acid. And uric acid is a blood test that you can get done to see the acidity in your joints, it's a byproduct of the animal food that we eat. Like, you know, we take proteins and we get nutrients, but there's also a waste product, right? There also has to be a byproduct. And this is kind of one of those byproducts. So for me, it, it created this weird kind of inflammatory condition, which I now still live with. I don't have gout every day, but I still have to deal with it. I know it's there. So it was weird. I, I noticed that it was probably the animal meat, and so I cut back on that. And I was you know, healthier for me. It felt better with my toe, and I started eating a bunch of foods for anti-inflammation. And that seemed to help my gout because I was not about to go to the rheumatologist and start you know taking all those types of drugs, all that poison and all the other crap that they, they push down you. So I was like, I'm not doing that crap. Mm-hmm. And I you know basically control it with diet. And so I did my research, I looked at it, and my uric acid has always been high. And sure enough, when I got the, yeah, then at the time I got treated and uh, it was with gout medication and it treated it, but I was like, I'm not going to take what they have to, you know, normally recommend for people. But then when I took it one step further, when it came to nutrition, um, my dad had, and this is another reason why I cut back on the meat and went to to a high fat diet um, was because the, the, the other thing in my blood work that was showing up was inflammation uh, related to like my heart. And the reason why was because when I was younger, I was eating like crap. I was, you know, in college or drinking and eating crappy and you, uh, you hear like, oh, you have bad cholesterol. It's genetic. Oh, cool. All right. That's just what happens. Right. Well, my dad had had some heart attacks early on and uh, he had surgery this year. He had a triple bypass and, you know, he's a young guy. He takes care of himself to a, you know, he, he walks the golf course, all 18 holes, you know, he doesn't smoke. He's cut back on eating, you know, really poorly a lot to the point where he just eats fast food. I mean, that's, that's, you know, the poorest decisions he makes, but it's, um, <clears throat> he's still relatively healthy. So why did he have a heart attack? You know, so now I'm thinking like, is it something he's eating? So I tested his blood work and I tested mine and the stuff I see in it. It's like, man, I think animal uh, products, uh, inflame your heart. And I think that's what, that's what I told my dad. I said, I think you have an allergy to food, pro- uh, animal products like a uh, heavy, like red meat and all that. And, and that's kind of what I wanted to kind of approach it as, cause I think that's what was damaging his heart. And so when it comes to nutrition, <clears throat> when I was eating all that meat, not only was it causing the gout aspect, but it was, it was causing some inflammatory markers in my body. And I was like, that's not, that's not cool either. Cause I was doing the fasting, I was doing the paleo and I was like, well, okay, if I want to do the protein aspect, how can I get my protein? Right. I just switched it to pea protein and like a bunch of other, you know, proteins that are out there. I mean, there's protein in broccoli, there's protein in bananas and avocado. So there's no shortage of that. Right. But then as I looked more and more to the fat, I was like, well, our brains run off of fat. You know, like we can use fat for energy that's more controlled over long term, you know, more sustainable extended release, you know, energy. Um, Yeah, let's do that. And then it helps the insulin regulation. Cool. And so that's, that's my personal belief in what I do with the nutrition. Now, once again, I don't recommend my diet to everyone, right? I mean, that's, that's my diet Mm because I know myself.
2: The cool thing about all this is that from nutrition standpoint, that's why we love vitamins and the way that we approach um, health, because um, if we are looking at blood work or whatnot, then we could say like, you know, whatever diet you can or cannot do, um, that's fine, but we can supplement that in, in a very straightforward way by understanding the you know the chemistry behind that, what's going on in there, and we can supplement that and help that way. But then at the same time, um, it, even if someone doesn't have blood work, there's so many combinations of vitamins that will trigger certain hormones or, or regulate certain aspects that it, do, it doesn't matter what other diet you're having, it's still going to have an effect with you. But for us, it's always like supplementation. Just helps you supplement what you don't have, so you can help yourself
1: figure out what you need to do to keep your health going. Yeah, okay. yes. Yeah. So I, I, I think when it when Baldo says it that way, and when you look at you know, I guess my story about the the nutrition, then you you kind of look at nutrition in a different light, where it's more therapeutic ra- rather than just like. Um, uh, a, lu- a lust after right like we're foodies right like mm. here in austin you can get like food anywhere and it's amazing right but here in austin you can also get your ice cream you know dairy free you know and made with almond milk or you know locally farm to table or sustained and you know all that good stuff and that's squid, squid, ink, dark squid ink dark chocolate you know i mean that's wow. that's, something you- <laughs> that's, that's yeah so but that's once again, not everyone's going to have access to that and <laughs> want to eat that all the time, right? But the cool thing is with the nutritional thing that we do here, the vitamins that we give people, we we have lab work and research, our own labs and our own research to show that the nutrients that you extract and you take in a supplement form from the food, like in a supplement form now, or like as a shot or IV, is almost 100% absorbed in the body and when that's the case, now you're giving something that can help directly with insulin regulation, lowering blood pressure, gut detox, liver inflammation. Yeah, and
2: and if everything they're telling you that you should be doing to fix is that's not working, then it doesn't really matter, right? Like it's just you're not going to absorb those nutrients and those things that you're doing for yourself. Yeah. But when we skip that, right, through through shots or IVs, then then it's cool. You still get the benefits because it's all, all those vitamins are in your blood already and and your body can do whatever it needs to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I don't think people understand fully like why it's not the same as taking it in a capsule. Like people will say, Oh, I take my vitamin in a capsule, but it's completely different when you're getting the shot or like an IV.
1: Yeah. Like you, you, you've had one before, you know what it's like. I mean, it's, it's weird. It, you have what brain candy? What did you try
0: I think yeah, I got that one. But I mean even when I'm out here, like I get I get that from my FMD and stuff because it's just so different. Like I get like different B vitamins. I used to get glutathione, like stuff like that. But yeah, I did the I think I did the brain candy one when I was with you guys.
1: Yeah. And, awesome. and yeah. so yeah. So here's the thing. I that that combination, that shot I'm very, very proud of because it's it's our version of a nootropic. All right. And you'll probably had a lot of people you know that you'll talk to and that you know that talk about things like nootropics it's weird it it, that crosses into all the stuff that we're basically doing with the vitamins that we give people in general because if you understand a little bit about how the body functions then you understand that you know we need vitamins in order to function right so the nutrients that we put in our bodies if we get as a pill it has to be absorbed right like you you ingest it somehow, right? And it, be, it gets absorbed through the gut. And like Baldur said, yeah, inflamed gut, disruptive gut, not going to happen. Plus, you're going to have it break down naturally throughout the digestive tract. But when you get, you know, you know, this, if you get a shot or an IV of glutathione, I mean, first of all, it's very hard to find that. And second, if you get it in an IV or shot, I mean, there's research that have shown that I've seen uh, throughout the years that it's been linked to some of the cancer research out there and showing it's helped a lot of the cancer patients. And I think that's incredible. And I know tons of people who do glutathione on a regular basis, uh, as an IV push, no drip or, you know, a shot because it's, uh, it's something that it's, like preventative for them, you know, it's just part of their repertoire. It's part of their, their routine and they do it all the time because they know it's, it's going to help keep them healthy. And so, and
2: then, you get into
1: and, and then you, and then you get into like a whole nother aspect of, 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 nutrition that it's kind of unlocking the potential of going back to the health of your body, you know, what, what your body's capable of doing and, and how it can function.
0: Yeah. So, okay. What are your most popular like blends?
1: So, so, so our, our most popular blend is Slenderella. That's what we've known, been known for because Our Slenderella is a shot that promotes like energy, uh, weight loss, and liver detox. And the way that it promotes weight loss is it's a liver detox. The liver detox aspect of what Slenderella is and what we do as a whole, all everything that we give here in a shot for a vitamin is basically a liver detoxer. So because everything has to go through the liver and to help the body function better, the liver does a lot. And so. The Cinderella does all that, and it has vitamins in there to help people boost their serotonin. It has things in there to help with energy. It has things in there to help them even go to the bathroom a little bit more. It has, it has, it has a brain detox in there. It has uh, stuff to help skin look better. It has stuff for muscle recovery and repair. It's, it's kind of an all-encompassing approach to like, uh, like a, just a, a liver detox lifestyle, to where you're chronically just doing antioxidants in your body and and rejuvenating from a, from a cellular level, right? And so, Slenderella's because you know that's not that sexy. Slenderella sells itself as its name because it leads into the idea that it promotes fat burning and weight loss. You know, people actually you know lose inches rather than just a few pounds because you're detoxing those fat cells, like we talked about before, those inflamed fat cells you know how to shrink them? It's basically a liver detox. So Slenderella goes to those fat cells and it shrinks those fat cells, detoxifies them, gets rid of that bad estrogen, and essentially, you know, helps people like lose weight around the areas where their fat's usually inflamed, which is usually the belly, the arms, and the legs. Well, while that's going on, all those vitamins are going straight to their brain and it also makes them feel a lot better. And so there's variations of the Slenderella we do. Uh, brain candy is kind of like an offspring of that. But we have a shot called the feel good um, that, that everyone comes in. It's great because we have a big like big like a, a coffee shop smoothie menu, a chalkboard menu on the wall. And so people come up, They're like, what's the, what's in the feel good? What's the feel good? And I'm like, well, it makes you feel good. You know, Like that's that's what it is, you know, and it's a bunch of B vitamins and uh, antioxidants, you know, that detox the liver and the brain. And uh, we have uh, our big IV that we do all the time is uh, called La Curandera. And it's, it's basically Spanish for the healer. And it's not just for hangovers, but it's essentially our own version of a Myers cocktail. And we give it for things like jet lag and focus and, and mm-hmm. just just immunity. You know, it's just a, allergies, you know, just general like uh, pre talks, even if they're going out, you know, the night before. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that- – they- So for me, it was like I
2: said, um, and we always customize. Like, that's the other cool thing that we customize. And Slenderella has, like, fitness stuff as well, too, which we do. We do like that. We have a muscle fit. I like to do a shot, but uh, uh, twice a week, it's Slenderella fit. And so I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm keeping my liver clean, my my brain. I have some depression chronically, so I always want to try to make sure that I'm getting enough, like, b 6 uh, for, for, or P5P, um, uh, for my brain. And then also, um, uh, but then it also has some amino acids in there to help me detox, like any lactic acid from my workouts and all that stuff. So it's more for like toning than it would be for like losing weight in my case. Right. So it's just like, it just seems to be the brand that everybody has, has kind of gone, gone towards because, because it's a popular, it's a
1: cool little name and people just like it. Well, it's a basis, right? Like it's one of those multivitamins that people talk about, right? So like, let's say, for example, when it comes to straight supplementation, people who are in the known, they will say, hey, you know, what are you taking? Like, oh, my doctor told me to take this or like my friend told me to and recommended this. Nowadays, there's people who are very specific about their things like they take nootropics or they take an adrenal support or they take something for gut. They take something for sleep. And so, you know, our deal is like, well, I always need to detox because we're always surrounded by smog and we're surrounded by fluorescent lights and I live in the city. So, you know, that I have that going for me. So I need to detox all the time. So Slenderella does that. What I'll do is we'll we'll do variations. We do boosters. We do different various combinations and blends, you know, seasonal blends. One of the things we're offering now, we even have an off the menu kind of item uh, and items uh, is that we have uh, like NAD, for example, NAD, that uh, that we're, you know, kind of, formulating now to give a, like a regenerative shot so it, it's it's gonna be like more of the idea that when we do the shots here this is our this is our way that we take our vitamins mm-hmm. I mean nutrition is essentially like exactly what your body needs in order to function so you can either diet and believe food is your medicine. You can do something for your emotional well-being, like doing yoga or meditating or whatever. But if you want a cellular response that's going to give you the energy in order to function and produce better hormones, lose some weight, and even think clearer, then you know you're going to get some nutrients in there. And we choose to get ours through an IV or a shot.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. How did I, did I take enough Is or whatever?
0: Yeah, well, how often do you recommend people get like these shots? Or like, is it is it possible to overdose on this? Like, if it, can someone get them too much?
2: No, everything everything that we have is pretty much water soluble, right? We don't okay. try. We tend not to mess with any electrolytes or anything like that. I mean, um, but I don't know. Twice a week is a very common thing. Usually, people come in because they they take their shot for like whatever it is that their health goals are, and the second or sometimes even the third time they'll come and get like something fun, something like, hey, like, I'm going to go out with my friends tonight. Like, what can I do to, like, uh, you know, just have energy all, die- all all night and, like, be giddy and, like, and just in just a good mood. And, and, and it's like, all right, we can create something for that that will help you, you know, just relax because of, you know, because of you've had a long week and then you we're going to give you some energy, some, like, for example, like touring or something like that. To mix it in there to help you stay up all night and dance all night if you want to as well
1: yeah and and it could be a different blend each time you come in we have people that come in here they're on wellness plans uh they're basically like a membership program where people come in here and they can customize their shot so like they'll get like a monthly package where they get our, our most popular thing is a slenderella shot or like a variation of a shot that has Cinderella in it and so Because people are, you know, they're busy. Right. Like we talk about the fast paced day, the cortisol. Right. Like I don't have time to sit there for 45 minutes for an IV. Give me a shot. Right. So people come in and they'll get different blends. Like Baldur said, hey, I'm going out tonight. I need something for that. Or like, hey, I'm really stressed out. I need something to calm down and go to sleep tonight. You know, so there's there's different ways that you can go about it. But essentially, it's what we do anyway, when we when we go about our, our, our daily routine, if we're hungry, we eat something because we need energy, right? We need a, a more energy in the afternoon, we take a, a, an energy drink, or maybe you know, you drink some coffee or whatnot, you need something to stay awake at night, You need something to go to sleep with at night, you know, it's, it's, it's just this way, we kind of view it as like, this is just part of our routine that allows us um, to function better. And and I think I think it's a very healthy way to do it. I don't think anyone could overdose on doing something that your body needs. I mean, that's just how I look at it.
0: Yeah, I think that they're amazing and very effective. Um, And I think more people need to definitely give it a shot, pun intended. Um, I'm curious, though, like, can you what are some of the main like vitamins in the in the brain candy one?
1: So one of one of the biggest things that's in there is choline. All right. And it's like straight up choline, man. It is the phosphatidyl choline, is what it was. And uh, it is a uh, it's a very much a nootropic within itself. Uh, There's another ingredient there that, you know, we put uh, sometimes variations of it. We've involved like, you know, taurine. I like P5P. I like N-acetylcysteine. Sometimes we, you know, we mix and match things. But, you know, the basis of it I love is, is choline. And, and the reason I'll, – I'll kind of go into each one of those, why I like all those. Uh, the reason I like choline so much, and, and you probably heard other people say that they have that in a nootropic, is because it causes synapses in the brain. And when you think about what synapsis is, imagine it's like a lightning bolt, right? So it's like a, a bolt of lightning going from one brain cell to another cell in order to to communicate, to produce an action, right? Like you want to lift your hand up. It'll, there's a synapsis that happens to, to that you know, to occur. So like, if you think about longevity, we need a lot of those lightning bolts or synapses to continue in our brain as we get to year 70 or year 80 of our lifespan. And as we get older, the theory is, is those synapses kind of dwindle down, right? It doesn't happen as much. And so, you know, you look at cognitive decline, you look at dementia, you look at Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and all that, and that's the common trend that you see with that is that as synapses go down in, in, in lifetime, you know, your brain function goes with it. And yeah, so, cool. and, and there's, there's usually issues with choline. And so uh, one thing I found just personally, this is not research, I because the research is there, just go look up choline. It's incredible. But just our personal research, our R&D and what we've seen in practice is that it causes focus beyond belief. Uh, Our brain candy shot, the reason why I love it so much is that it is one of those things where we have, you know, maybe a presentation, a meeting, we have a busy schedule throughout the week, and we need to keep firing and keep going. My brain never shut off when I was taking that shot like three times a week or twice a week. And it's cool because I like, I like that. I get things done. I continue to focus. So I knew that my brain was synapsing. Like it was incredible. I was, I was thinking faster. I was two steps ahead of talking with people. And it was cool because, you know, I, the more and more research you see with choline, it's one of my most favorite things for someone to take. And it's one of the reasons why it's included in Slenderella as well, because not only does choline do a synapsis like that, in the brain, it's a huge liver detoxer as well. That's why it's in Slenderella. But um, if you go back to things like, uh, I love NACL cysteine. I love NACL cysteine. Um, NACL cysteine is sometimes in the brain candy because it's a brain detoxer. It is a uh, big liver detoxer as well, but it goes and and essentially decreases all those things that are going to chip away at your brain cells, which would essentially cause us decrease in synapses, right? Because you imagine no synapses if there's no brain cells, right? So, there's different variation of antioxidants in the brain the brain candy. But then there's also things we'll put in there. Uh, there's variations of like the B vitamins, B12 is great. The methyl kind hydroxy is great. Um, a lot of those same B vitamins go to the brain and they produce things like serotonin. So a lot of times I would tinker with the brain candy and I would see if not only I could get a synapse going, but I could also see if I could boost serotonin levels in the brain. And if you boost serotonin levels, you and I both know Uh, people feel really good with that
0: yeah yeah I think all that is so interesting to understand also because okay I think the truth of the matter is it's like you can I mean nothing is going to make you feel the way like getting a shot of these nutrients is going to but also if someone feels really good with one of these like they could also like supplement more so like change adjust their diet according to like what nutrients vitamins they know they feel really good on you know I feel like, so understanding what makes you feel good could also help you kind of customize your own diet.
1: Yeah. And it's, so like, for example, there was an article I read earlier this week from a doctor and he, most likely he was probably old school. I just, I'm just guessing in my mind. Right. And he said, yeah, you should be able to get all the nutrients from your plants and vegetables that you eat. Right. Like in all your fruits. And, and then it said, but if you eat a lot of them. That's, yeah, that's it's what not he the, the same, finances.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> right. And so I'm just like, all right, well, how many of us are going to eat like six handfuls of broccoli? I mean, let's be honest. Do you eat that much? Like, do you tell people eat that much? I mean, I mean,
0: well, my, my population, yeah, it's different for most of America. No, they're not going to.
1: <laughs> yeah. So th- that's, that's the difference, right? So it's how do you get people to eat their vegetables, right? It's more a convenience factor, right? Mm-hmm. So then I just say, well, how do you make it convenient for people? Right. So if this is going to be part of their daily routine, you look at the traditional way to take your vitamins and your nutrients and your medicines. They have like those little pill things, you know, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday pouches or whatever. And 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 then that's part of what I this is what I take in the morning. This is what I take in the afternoon, you know, all that stuff. And you can do that. I mean, that's that's no problem. I don't want to take 20 pills a day. I just don't like, I just don't, but I also like food and I want to enjoy my food. So I want to enjoy something that's healthy for me. So I find things that I enjoy. If I can't get all the nutrients in my food, I'll supplement. And it might not be that I'm just doing vitamin shots and IVs. Um, I'm into, you know, uh, herbs as well. And so like ashwagandha and maca, I'll put ashwagandha powder in my uh, protein shake in the morning and I'll put, you know, celery in there and I'll put, you know, uh, there'll be like, you know, spinach in there and blueberries, you know, there's, there's so many things that I'll include there to see what else I can kind of help my body with. And then in my shots myself, I'll still get things for like, like CoQ10 in my shot, you know, I'll get, you know, Slenderella, I'll get, you know, brain candy when I can, because I know that's going to help protect me in the long run. And it's interesting, because when we do, when we do those, those ideas and our plans, we do this because we really think this is the best thing for our bodies. But when you have somebody who really cares about their health, that's the best kind of person you want to work with. And we got a lot of that in Austin. But what I'm finding, too, is there's a lot of people across the country who are starting to get into that mode. And it's it's like kind of a grassroots campaign and a movement right now. And it's it's cool because no one cares about your diet. That's just put it that way. No one cares about the food that put you put in your body except for you. And so... If you can get food as your medicine, great, but the truth is you're not going to get all your nutrients from your food, so supplement in other ways, but just be more specific. That's what I tell people. Just get what you actually need.
0: Yeah, well, also, it's, like, even if you thought you were getting everything from your nutrition, the truth of the matter is, like, our food now is so depleted, like, even if you're getting the best of the best, you're not getting everything you need, and, I mean, you can feel the difference. It's, like, you get a B shot, like, you feel so good right after, and, like, it's just so concentrated, you know?
1: Oh, oh So I'll tell you this, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but how long do you usually feel the effects, you know, when you get a shot? Like how long did you feel it for?
0: I mean, I can feel usually like 24 hours.
1: Okay. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what we tell people too. It's like 24 to 48 hours, like two to three days mm-hmm. is, is kind of like what I tell people to expect. And then for some people it can last longer most of the people that come here and do the shots when i say like when you think about how many it also depends on how how depleted you are so when you ask like how many times can you get shots think about this if that shot lasted two or three days and made you feel really good made you have good energy and your mood was better and it wore off you'd probably want to go do that again to carry you on throughout the rest of the week right Mm -hmm. so that's when that person comes back in for like a second shot. And then they're like, "Hey, I want another one to kind of get me into the weekend." And it's our well,
2: thing it happens where we're like, well, I just you know I got that shot, so I just want to eat all those
1: crappy stuff." <laughs> yeah, and we, I, thats the thing. The, the people, people you know. <laughs> the people know they have a shot that can help them out, not only just for you know when they're eating too many donuts yeah, like or tacos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll get it for like immune boosting and allergy help and all that stuff too.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. This has been very informative. I, I want, you guys have so much information. It's killing me, but.
1: um, Oh yeah. We got, we got so much more to talk to, uh, about because we haven't even gotten to like, well, we have, we, we also have CBD products up at the front (laughs) and that's a whole nother subject within itself. Right. But like, yeah, like we could talk about hormones forever here. We talk about, we talk about food all the time. That's just really meditation, uh, grounding, you know, just, yeah. just being healthy. It's all part of it, right? I'm yeah. sure that's what your retreat is going to be about, right?
0: Yeah, it's all-encompassing. There's so many different aspects to it. And I'm hoping, I mean, I'm glad I'll get to see all you guys are coming to the retreat, thankfully. But i if I, if I have time, I want to try and slip over and, like, come actually into the lounge because I really want to see it. Um, that would be cool. But I tell people, like, where they can find all of your information because you have a lot of great res- resources.
2: Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, probably Instagram is what we use the most. Um, and you can find, uh, you know, find us at, at MSW, that's stands for Mendoza sports and wellness. MSW lounge. Um, it's just at MSW lounge. And then, um, and then Slenderella has its own uh, page uh, and it just, it's at Slenderella USA. Um, and that's,
1: S L E N D E R E L L A. It's Slenderella. Yeah. Two L's, yeah. It's yeah. Slenderella. Yeah, Slenderella yeah. USA. Yeah.
2: You go know, on our website. We have a blog on there. I mean, I think the, the cool thing is that the Instagram will will click to
1: everything. Yeah, it goes to it goes to our homepage. We have blogs. We have uh we have educational posts. You'll probably see a lot of the same people you probably we're listen doing, to. We're doing a
2: live. Just facts best for your liver, lifestyle, and all that stuff. So, that's kind of like the, the theme that we have carrying on this month. Um, that's basically it. Oh, and then you can also find me at TexMaxYogi. That's TXMXYogi. <laughs> there we go.
0: I love it. Thank you guys so much for coming on.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: I hope that you guys enjoyed that chat with the guys from MSW Lounge. Make sure you head to mswlounge.com and check out their podcast, their blog, their services, and head over to the clinic if you're in Austin. Next time I'm in Austin, I'm definitely coming over and getting another nutrient drip because they're incredible. And I just want to thank them again for coming on the show. I would love to have them back on. So much incredible information. Love chatting with them. And if you enjoyed this, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes and subscribe. It helps me out a lot and can help other people find the show. And make sure you share it with friends. If you think that this show in general is of value to you, then share it with somebody you like. Because maybe they can get something out of it as well. So thanks again for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. You're the best. And I'll talk to you again next time. Bye.